Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Turtletow from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining us today from Sao Paulo, Brazil is Stephanie Novato. Stephanie is LATAM Compliance Officer for Cativa AgriScience. And today we're going to be talking about something interesting that came out of a conversation that Stephanie and I had when we were in Sao Paulo. Um, Stephanie, as you recall, when we were there, you had such an intriguing suggestion for a podcast, what to do when an employee self-reports. You know, I realize we spent a lot of time in compliance discussing how to encourage people to report about others, but we spend relatively little time on encouraging the employees to come forward about something that he or she may have done. So let's start with culture, which is usually the really underlying thing for whether or not people feel comfortable coming forward or not. You have to have a pretty special one for people to feel comfortable reporting their own activity. What do you think it takes to create that culture or is it not the culture at all? Well, first of all, thank you so much, Adam, for inviting me to this podcast and thank you everyone that is listening. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I fully agree with you, Adam. I think I, in all the companies I've worked for and every, everybody I talk to, uh, they always say that we are, it's all about the culture, right? So I think for sure, this is also about the culture. So people need to be comfortable, need to be feel safe to report something, especially when it's about themselves. So it's easier, I would say, to point the finger to someone else, but it's not that easy to point it, to raise the hand and say, whoa, maybe I did something wrong. So what I believe is that when you start to build a, a culture, it's always hard, you know? So it takes time, it takes effort, it takes repetition. You have to repeat over and over how important it is. Uh, I believe that non-retaliation policy is key for that. So people need to feel safe enough to report. And they need to feel that if they report something that they did, we will not say, wow, you did wrong. So come on, let's dismiss you because of that. So it's important that we always uh, reinforce that we do not tolerate retaliation and that we also, the tone of the talk, the tone from the talk is very important. So when they see leaders that are doing something wrong and then they see they changing the way they were doing after a complaint or something like that, they feel more safe. And it, it's the same when they hear that someone did something wrong, spoke up and then nothing happened to him or at least they still are there and they are still uh, talking about ethics and culture. So uh, my actually my answer to you is yes, it's culture. And I think it's very important to work a lot on building a culture, but it's hard, it's not that easy. No, cultures are very difficult things to shape in the right way. Very easy to set them off in the wrong direction, unfortunately, but getting it right is always a challenge. Now, when an employee walks in the door and says, I think I did something wrong, what do you immediately say? Is it tell me or do you need to warn the employee? And if the latter, what kind of a disclaimer should you give? Well, it's always hard. You know, some people just trust you enough to say, wow, I have something to tell you. And that's when I, I believe in, and that's what I do. Uh, I just tell them, well, just be aware that if you tell me, I have to do something. It's my role as compliance officer to do something. And I always need to act in the best interest of the company. So if you're telling me something wrong, I'll definitely protect you. I'll protect your 
confidentiality. Uh, I'll make sure that you're safe, but at the same time, I need to report that and to take actions to correct that. So I want to make them feel uh, that they can trust me, but at the same time, they need to know what's going on. And I always like to say that they have an obligation to disclose. So if after I say that, they say, well, so, okay, I don't want to tell that anymore. Uh, I would encourage the person to speak up because concealment of something is also a violation, right? So, and the obligation is always there for every employee under the code of conduct and even under the local laws and all, they are required to, to disclose when they hear that something is going wrong. So I, I would tell them, but I would also encourage them and make them feel uh, that they can trust me. And trust is going to be guiding a lot of what the interactions are going forward. Now, let's say it's the best case scenario and the employee didn't do anything that in fact was a violation. How do you ensure that they don't leave feeling stupid for coming forward and that instead that they're really appreciated? Well, I think it's very important to recognize self-disclosure, uh, to say a lot that that's what we want and that's what we look forward for our employees to have an ethical behavior and to disclose everything, including self-disclosure. And I think it's also important when we talk about compliance, recognition is key for me. So we have, depending on the company, you can have some prizes or some um, different ways of recognizing employees, maybe just talk to their manager, put in a good word about them, uh, give an award, or even, for example, we can call them an ethics champion, you know? So those things are very important so people feel that what they're doing is right. Uh, and, and they talk about it, right? So in the end, they will become an ethics champion. And I think uh, all the time, depending on the case that they don't want to feel bad for it, I give examples. So I would say how bad it could be, how worse it could be if they didn't speak up uh, about concealment, about the risk of hiding things, and also other cases maybe that I did myself that I was not sure whether it was or, or was not a problem. In ethics and compliance, there is always a gray zone. It's not black and white as usually it is in legal. So I think it's important to show them appreciation, but also show that it doesn't matter what it is, it's always best to disclose, to ask, rather than stay quiet. And, you know, to your point about disclosure so bad, I always think of the great adage that is so true, the cover-up is always worse than the crime. And it's, it's always better to get that reassurance than to let something fester and potentially go wrong. Now, even if the report is serious and credible, you likely wouldn't call HR in to dismiss the employee on the spot. Instead, there's likely to be an investigation to understand what has happened and you know, how it can be avoided in the future. How do you engage with the employee during this time? They likely have a lot of helpful information that you need for an investigation. Right, yeah, I think, well, one very important thing when you have someone that is being investigation, investigated and they know they are being investigated is to be as fast as possible. People get very anxious. Uh, we don't want people to feel bad, to feel anxious, nervous about it. So I would try to speed the investigation as much as I need to. Be very open and transparent with the person as well. Maybe they would have to go home to suspend some time uh, outside work so then we can investigate without the person interfering. 
but I would always make myself available, always keep telling them that, okay, I'm working on your case. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. If you have any questions, just let me know and try to be as open as I can. I think it helps people uh, every time we talk about ethics. And I know that every time I schedule some time with anyone, they get really, really anxious. And I try to avoid that because it could also lead to other things. So in the end, they could, if they are too anxious, they start thinking things, talking to people, maybe hiding others. So uh, I think it's important they, to speed up the investigation and be available. Finally, how do you manage this process so that others feel comfortable reporting or, or self-reporting? You know, we all know there's very few, only one time in compliance. Things keep coming up and you want that door to stay open. Yeah, well, I think the hardest thing for me uh, is when you try to make people speak and at the same time you have to protect them and at the same time you have to have confidentiality. So there were a lot of cases that I heard people saying, well, I spoke up and nothing happened because we cannot tell them, well, this is what happened, you know? Uh, so again, I think but to our initial point, I think non-retaliation policy is very, very important. Uh, and it's important that we also tell people that non-retaliation also works for self-disclosure. It's not only if you talk about someone else, about your leader, and then we're going to make sure that the leader is not retaliating against you. But we as a company are not retaliating against someone that self-disclosed. So I, I had a case, um, a situation that I participated in, that someone took several months to disclose that they had a relationship with someone that was a direct report. So there is always consequences of your acts, right? So the person was supposed to disclose, they had the opportunity, they were trained enough, and it took them some time, but in the end, they self-disclosed. When we were deciding what to do and discussing the case, we thought, well, if we just dismiss the person for a violation of conflicts of interest, everybody will see well so it's not that good that i speak up you know so when i spoke up i was dismissed but at the same time when you do not do anything people think that well you tell me a lot about ethical behavior and you're keeping someone there is an ethical that did not report as they should so it's always hard and as i mentioned always gray areas and hard questions but in that particular case, we thought that we, we had to do something, so give a warning or something like that. But at the same time, it was important to reinforce that people can speak up. So well, that's, that's how we went. The person was, we talked to the person, we gave a warning, explained the process, reinforced to the whole team and the whole area, the conflicts of interest policies. And I think in the end, it got to a good point. So, and people talk, right? So they talk to each other. As long as uh, people see that something is mitigated, they, they see a relationship, for example, in this case, and then they see that the person is not reporting to the same leader anymore. They see things happening, they, they see, and they start trusting the system and the culture. And I think that's our main goal always, to, to spread the culture. To spread it and reinforce it and hope that one positive action leads to another one. Well, Stephanie, thank you for suggesting this topic and for addressing it so well today. I want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Chittletop from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we're able to expand your compliance perspective. <music>